This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 21st, 2018. Life Goals Mummy is given by Disciple Member Fran Edwards. Good morning. morning. Everybody nice and warm? Yes. I am Fran Edwards, and I am so grateful that God gave his one and only son so we could have everlasting life in him. We're going to do something a little different. I'm going to put the prayer on the screen because I need some extra prayer. We're going to pray together. Lord, may nothing separate me from you today. Teach me how to choose only your way so each step will lead me closer to you. Help me walk by the word. Help me to keep my heart pure and undivided. Protect me from those things that wrap me up and keep me from focusing on you. God, continue to reign in my life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, life goals. Mummy, we're wrapped up in all the wrong things. It's been a a fun play on words. Um, And I don't know about you, but for me, it's been a really impactful series. Um, Just that whole... Mummy, I lost my place. Um, When Carrie and Alan did the first uh, message on life goals, us being haunted by our skeletons, and the second series about those werewolves, those two messages have really got me thinking about myself um, and thinking about how I can kind of incorporate some of what they're teaching into my life to be a better me, to be a better Christian. And so when Carrie texted me and asked me if I would bring this particular message, I felt a sting, and I said yes, mostly because it's hard to say no to Carrie. Anybody else (laughs) have that feeling? Anybody been able to say no to Carrie? Probably not. Um, And so I said, sure, I'll bring the message, but that sting stuck with me. And so do you ever get this feeling when you read a message or read a devotional that it seems like God is putting a spotlight on you? Well, that was me on August 10th. You see, when I read that text, it seems like so long ago, uh, but here I am standing before you, and I'm still feeling that sting. So stay with me, because I know that some of you will know exactly where I'm going with this. Mommy, we're wrapped up in all the wrong things. So I'm a mom. Check. Check that off. I'm a mom. Got four great kids. Uh, Most of you know what I do for a living. I'm a dean of a college, so I'm always wrapped up in my career. Check. The last one doesn't feel so good. Life often takes priority over my spiritual journey. Doesn't feel good saying that, didn't feel good writing it, but it's my truth. And what cut deeper was the fact that on August 10th, when Carrie sent me that text, I was in Williamsburg, Virginia on a mini vacation with my family, with my laptop on my lap, cell phone in hand on a conference call, and I was putting out fires. My priorities were all wrong. Wasn't focused on Micah. Well, I kind of was because he was driving, so I needed to make sure he was focused. Uh, wasn't focused on the kids in the back because they were tableted up too, so they were good. But, but some vacation, I was wrapped up in all the wrong things. Somebody say amen, amen if you have been there. So clearly, that's not what God wanted for me. But when he put this message on me on August 10th, I didn't even bother to say, why me, God? Because I was hearing him loud and clear. 
So I said, Jesus, I got you. So for several weeks, I looked at Carrie's text message, didn't write anything, but I began to think about, you know, how my children see me. I began to think about what other people see in me. And the fact that God has called me and all of you to be God with skin on, it's really hard to do that. And I can tell you right now, I don't do it that well. But what I do know is that God didn't call me to be an overstressed, frustrated mom who's good at multitasking. And I must say, sometimes I pat myself on the back because I feel like I am a super multitasker. But that sting, man, that sting was ever present. It was a wake-up call to me. And the more I began to look at the text and think about what I was going to share, I began to realize that it was a blessing. And so the Bible sets priorities for us that lead to eternal life. But why is it so hard to follow those priorities and get wrapped up in the wrong thing? You see, here's what God said. He said, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other God before me. No other gods, no other priorities, no other <laughs> idols, but we do. And think about it. Sometimes we act like we like that bondage. The bondage of wondering how we're going to pay our bills, the bondage of wondering if that car is going to conk out if we drive it two more miles, the bondage of worrying about a cancer that has inflicted a loved one. And sometimes we pretend like that our lives are perfect by our own doing, that we are living this white picket fence, two and a half or three dogs and some stray cats, a couple kids with an iPhone 10 plus plus magnum, the all-American dream that we have created for ourselves. But I'm here to tell you that's not what God wants for us because we're wrapped up in the wrong things and can't see it. And so somehow, we do forget what God wants for us. We are these imperfect vessels that he created to be used by him. We're not here to get wrapped up in priorities that aren't God-centered, that are ungodly or worship idols, but sometimes we do. And so let's fast forward, you know, I'm still looking at the text message, and boom, here comes this series, Family Refocus. Anybody attend Family Refocus? That was another aha moment for me. And so I knew, you know, September, it's back to school time. This is great. I knew how important it would be for Micah and I and the kids to be here for that series. But the first week of the series, I had my Sunday planned. It was all mapped out. I had a huge proposal for work to do, and I wasn't about to come here at 6 o'clock because I was going to eat into my working time. I was focused on work and not God's work. And so oddly enough, that week was a hot mess. I was frustrated, and I recall like two or three times saying, I wish I would have gone to refocus. I need to refocus. I should have been at that parenting class. And you see, God has a way of pricking our hearts and placing certain things in our lives to remind us to unwrap, to refocus, to get unwrapped, but we don't heed the call. So what happens when we let the wrong priorities reign in our lives, we end up self-worshipping. Think about it. When we start to think that we are managing things, that we are enlarging our territory, that we are healers, that we are so powerful, we 
forget that God is greater and more sin enters our lives. So anybody here watch Scandal? Anybody watch Scandal? Yes, no? No one watches Scandal? Some people watch? Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'm going to talk to you right now. I used to walk around calling myself Olivia Pope, the fixer. Because if you watch this, everybody go back home and binge a couple episodes, and you'll see how she fixes everything in Washington. But I used to think I was Olivia Pope. And I would say, like, oh, I just Olivia Pope that. We're good. I would fix things at home, fix things at work. I even thought I could fix things in my spiritual life. But listen, fixing things and fighting your own battles does not work. And we become a breeding ground for sin. We often become our biggest distraction. And the biggest barrier to getting wrapped up in a way that God wants us to be wrapped up is right there in Romans. It's a reminder of what God actually wants for us. Romans 6, 11, 14 says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God and those who have been brought from the death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. Bless you. By nature, we are sinful people. And if we live by our own nature, we won't get close to God no matter what we do. And in life, there seems to be this constant battle within us to put our faith in God and not our own abilities. And so we will continue to struggle with that if we don't give things over to God. So why not? Why not give it to God? It's a helpful reminder to remember God's track record. And I would say that he doesn't really have to prove anything to us because if you look around, each of us is living, breathing proof of God's mercy and his grace. But if you need a little more proof, there's something called the Bible. We can take a look. So David, David went against Goliath, not because he was feeling particularly strong on that day, but he remembered that God was within him. The very same God who gave him strength when he stood eye to eye with a bear. The same God who showed up when a lion crossed his path. And what about Saul? When Saul tried to arm David with his own armor, David just dismissed it. Not because, you know, you're looking at the armor and saying like, oh, that, that's not going to fit me. But he dismissed it because he knew that God was the one that was going to do his fighting. And our God fights armor free. Oh, we're wrapped up in the wrong things. So, you know, sometimes in life, we know all the right things to do to keep from getting wrapped up but we fall into this trap, and that trap is called life. It's easy to see the dangers of some idols, especially those that are leading us to immor immorality and selfishness and unhealthy behaviors, things that are illegal, unethical. But one of the biggest traps is when some of those things that get in the way don't seem that bad. We have to realize that very good things in our lives could be barriers could be idolized. And some of y'all have some of those things. I got some. They're called Jordan, Madison, Tyler, and Josh. Our kids. Our spouses. And think about this one. We can get wrapped up in our service to the Lord. 
But it bears repeating. God makes it clear that we shall have no other gods before him and that we should not make for ourselves idols in any form. And so if you're like me, you, you try to be intentional in honoring God, but sometimes our priorities get distorted. You, wherever you go, and Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And then he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me first go and, and bury my father. And he said to another, Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom. And so think about it. None of these disciples were wrong. Because it's important to, to be by the side of someone in your family who is ill or, or a loved one who is facing death. And it's also important to provide for our families. But the message that God was sending was that he, in that moment, was not the priority. And you see, it's often difficult to choose between life as we do it every day and following the word of God. But the point here is that when we leave God out of our daily planning, we risk getting wrapped up in the wrong things. Amen? As I got closer and closer to today, I got more determined to unwrap and rewrap myself in Christ. And here's the truth. It's ugly, but I still haven't got it right. It's hard. It was hard to do. And, it, and I got frustrated. And I got so frustrated that there were moments where I felt like calling Carrie and saying, Carrie, I cannot do this. I would be hypocritical standing up there delivering this message. But I realized that God was and still is working in me. You see, every single time those thoughts popped into my head, and you know where those thoughts were coming from, I heard something say, Fran, keep going. Fran, keep writing. Fran, keep trying to read your devotional. Fran, read the Bible. Keep praying. Fran, you're not perfect, but you're perfectly made in my image. God was telling me, you've got this because I've got you. Don't be afraid. Don't be wrapped up in all the wrong things. And so the journey that we're on together, this journey has been planned by the Father every single step. And here at Connection, we often talk about toolkits or disciplines, and today the message is no different. So how do we wrap ourselves in Christ? Let's look at three tools. Now, if you're a regular here at Connection, these are not new tools, but they bear repeating. Tool number one is to, to read the Bible. Full disclosure, I can't stand here and tell you that I have mastered this. I haven't. I'm getting better. I use my Bible app. Any Bible appers in the house today? Yes, amen. You know, I, it's easy. I, I turned on the notifications now, so it's even more easy to do. Um, and so I pulled my marriage devotional back out, and I've made that a part of my weekly routine, and I have transitioned my commute to Dover into my spiritual time in the car, and just when I think I'm hitting my stride, I read a blog post by evangelist Kathy DeGraw, and she just breaks it on down. In a nutshell, she made me see that I need to do even more to make God's word a priority. In fact, DeGraw said that it just doesn't need to be a priority 
but it needs to be a desire of the heart. And that if it's not a desire of the heart, then you need to ask the Heavenly Father to make it a desire, to stir up the desire within you. And you see, the truth is that what we do in a day shows the world where our heart is or isn't. Let me say that again. What we do in a day shows the world where our heart is or isn't. It's a choice. How many people checked email this morning before you came to church? I'm raising my hands, my feet, everything. <laughs> How many of you checked social media? Did y'all see my social media? I posted a selfie before I even walked into church for 8.30 service. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I might have an addiction. Um, but we have to make the choice to check in with the word. We've got to be intentional in doing that. The choice that I want us all to make today is to follow God, to saturate our souls and our spirits with the authoritative word of God every chance we get. You know, DeGraw said that Bible reading is imperative. And we are so fortunate that we live in a world where we can read the Bible and worship freely, because that's not the case everywhere. And as believers, to live a life worthy of the kingdom means that we have to attempt to read the word of God. And we have to pray for it to be a priority and a desire in our hearts. And so tool number two, we can't settle for being Sunday saints. And some of you, somebody just giggled, so you've heard this before. And I heard this as a kid growing up in church. And so for those of you who haven't, I will tell you what a Sunday saint is. Those are our brothers and sisters that we see on Sunday. You know, they'll pop in every once in a while, but that becomes the extent of their fellowship. And so, you know, I have a little girl who calls me a research nerd, and I own that title, you know, proudly. So I did some research, and I came across a Harvard study from their public health graduate school, and that study looked at frequent churchgoers. And in that study, it said that those individuals that go to church more than once a week or interact with members outside of church live an average of five months longer than those members that didn't. Additionally, the people that attend church or fellowship were 33% likely to live longer in a 16-year period time frame. And so that's good stuff, right? Who doesn't want to live 16 more years? I do. I've probably got about, hopefully, 20 or 30 left in me. But that's not the, re <laughs> but that's not the reason that we don't want to be Sunday saints. The fellowship that comes from being in a small group, being involved in church leadership, or even just volunteering connects you with people that are on the same spiritual and Christian journey. And so more importantly, it helps you in those challenging moments when you could get wrapped up in the wrong things. You see, the Bible encourages us to take care of our brethren. And when we follow the Lord, people actually watch. We have to remember the importance of maintaining those connections with other Christians to ensure that we have a thriving Christ-like community. And in Acts 2, 44 through 47, you see the power of what God means when we are in community with one another. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they contributed to meet, to, they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. 
and the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. And so that's really important. Not only are we to be wrapped up in Jesus and the new life he offers, but we need to do it so that others can see and are drawn to Christ. And so our example as faithful Christ followers is powerful. And so the third tool, if you're a regular here at Connection, you have heard this one before, and that is the power of prayer. There are so many things that need our attention and our devotion every single day, whether it's work, our kids, our spouses, our hobbies. The demands of life are real, but we have got to be careful not to let them become more important or more of a priority than God and our relationship with the Father. So when this happens, we are distracted from the truth. We're distracted from his truth. The key to having God's abundant life, his love, his peace and joy, is keeping him in his rightful place. And God's rightful place is number one in our lives. He should be our number one priority. In Genesis 17:1, God instructed Abraham to be habitual in walking with him and living for him. And we can do this as well by establishing daily habits of prayer and consistent time spent in his word. The Bible is full of hope for your situation. It's full of answers to your problems and comfort. And so what about you? What is holding you back from rewrapping yourself in Christ? What is holding you back from making Bible reading a priority? What is holding you back from doing more than Sunday worship? What's keeping you wrapped up? And are you willing to unwrap for God? God always makes a way. He is our provider. He is our healer. And so in those moments when we are looking inward or when we're looking to other things to, to bring us that peace and that calmness, we have to be reminded that God calls us to give it all to him. And so let's make today the day that we are intentional in unwrapping. If that's your desire, we have prayer warriors in the back that would love to pray with you and the steps are open for prayer. Would you pray with me? Father God, as we pause before you, we seek your blessings on our lives. The journey that, the journey that we're on is hard and it's filled with challenges, ups and downs, but through it all, Lord, we sing your praises. When we cry out, Lord, we know you hear us. Help us to never lose sight of the enormous price you paid on the cross on our behalf. Lord, I pray that Christ remains a sinner of the lives of each and every person that is before you this morning. Until we meet you in heaven, Lord, we say thank you and amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.